at Play Episode 6. I'm this week's host, Mark, and as always, I'm joined by Will. Meow meow. And Ruben. Hello. Well, I think we can all say it's been a pretty quiet week in the games industry. Um, there's not been a lot happening. So I think this is going to be quite a short episode. Don't you think? Should I we all just we go to like, bed now? I think we need yeah. a break. We've done two episodes in the last two weeks. I think we deserve a, deserve a break. Uh, it's not like there's been any kind of major hardware launches around the world. Um, <laughs> really, the, the really the only hardware launch of note this week is the game watch from Nintendo, isn't it? Yep, that's the big game, that's that's the big hardware launch this week. So um, I've got it. Next gen is here with the game and watch at last. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want that fucking Mario just... alarm clock. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> 20 odd years for the next game and watch and finally nintendo delivered mm-hmm. uh, um in other kind of quick fire news uh genshin impact 1.1 i'm i'm presuming will uh ruben that you've got more to say about that than perhaps me and will uh given that i don't think you two have played it <laughs> i have played all. the opening 10 minutes i'll have you know <laughs> So, so an update is ten minutes going more than I played. Um, okay, so one point one has landed now. It landed this week uh, at time of recording, so a few days ago. Um, if I'm honest, I'm not even at the part of the game that this is actually going to impact me either. Um, it's because it's a update, kind of adding more story, more characters, more quests, and and that's and I've not got through the shit that was there because I'm really taking my time with this game. Um, because it's a mobile game, I'm basically just dumping. I'm I'm kind of ducking into it, maybe playing like half an hour to an hour, then just stopping playing. Um, I've not got as like really into it as some people have got, where they're like max level that they can get and stuff like that. I think I'm still like adventurer rank num- like sixteen or something. So like I'm not like massively through it, but like they've added a decent amount to be honest. They've added new weapons, new characters, um, which obviously coming with it means. Uh, <laughs> new gacha pulls that you can try to get these new characters with um uh new weapons same deal new quests new quests in the world as opposed to new quests for story um just so this is really a content drop to get people to keep playing yeah essentially um i mean especially it, i think this is useful for players that had um reached kind of the end of the content that was existing because once they reached that there was no even if they hadn't reached the max level by the time they reached the end of the content it was then really difficult to level so this is going to give them new content that they can use to level up their characters and level up their their adventurer rank which is the kind of player one so there's the adventurer rank for the player and then the characters each have their own levels as well um the adventurer rank you level up by doing quests and finding chests and finding new areas and stuff like that whereas the player uh, the level rank for the characters is done by either feeding them shit tons of resources because that's how it works in these games now apparently or by fighting which takes significantly longer mm-hmm. um it's just a it's just a it's just a good update really um they did something that i i found quite interesting that um they for every single player who already had it um they offered a kind of resource a, a kind of resource bundle to everyone um mm-hmm. as a kind of 
sorry, the game went down for us to do this, um, which I thought was a really neat idea because the, those resources can be changed into down, uh, download tickets to download characters or do a pull on the gacha rather to get characters. So, yeah, that was just a little neat thing they didn't have to do. Uh, it'd be it'd be the same sort of thing as Final Fantasy fourteen when it goes down for them to update it. Them just going here, have what so much so much gill. Like it's it's just a nice thing they didn't need to do. Yeah, especially as I would imagine this was a, a planned outage in order to do the upgrade. Oh yeah, it's a it was a planned upgrade. So yeah, they, it was it was planned. They didn't need to give the players resources as a kind of apology for that. So. It's nice. It's just a nice thing. Essentially, this game it's is just building player goodwill. Yeah, this this game so far, full stop, has been a well handled free to play experience. Um, very unlike other ones. So we'll see. <laughs> and from from one kind of uh, type of free to play mobile game to another, Among Us also received some updates recently. Well, it has updates incoming. Um, so the most kind of the, the biggest thing is that we have detail about about what updates we're going to get now. Um, so for those who maybe haven't followed entirely the the history of Among Us, um, it came about a lot longer ago than a lot of people realise. Um, Among Us launched in in June 2018, and it's only recently that it's exploded. Um, exploded in the summer. Um, first of all, the dev team announced they were going to make Among Us two. Um, then they changed their mind and they're now putting features into Among Us. Um, so apparently as early as December, we're going to be getting um, an account system in Among Us, um, which is going to let us report toxic players or hacked accounts. Um, friend lists are going to follow as well. Um, there's going to be a new map. There are going to be new task types. Um, they're doing professional translations into multiple languages now and they're putting in full-blown colorblind support. Um, I just think it's quite cool to see developers quite a while after they brought out their game um, suddenly having it finding popularity and therefore going back to it and um, and making it a, a better, richer experience. It's the colour blindness one that pleases me the most, I think. Yeah, I that and the, tra- the translations, I think, as well. Yeah. You know, those are two that are going to make it more accessible to a lot of people. Because accessibility um, is a great deal and... To be fair, there was a lot of those. There, there were several of those tasks when you're not an imposter that being able to see color, yeah. uh, like a full range of color, is actually a benefit to you. Um, so the fact they've added colorblind options uh, or adding colorblind options. Also, there's um, anonymous voting. I think they're adding as well in the yeah. I think that's gone in in the most recent update. Um, which is oh my god, that's a great addition. <laughs> You could dick over people so much better that way. Um, I know, because there's always that thing of like, you have it in so many of those discussions in Among Us, and you're like, well, I, you know, and you're even saying like, well, I think we should vote for so-and-so, but I'm not necessarily going to just vote for them now, because then you're all going to think that I'm the imposter, and I'm just, and it's just like, oh God, this is just getting so like Machiavellian. Um, it's nice to just be able to anonymously vote. And also it ended up with like, um, I don't know whether how many games of it you've played, but in instances... Uh, I've been in there's ended up with um, Mark you need to get on that um, don't you dare zero at me about playing Among Us you're, <laughs> you're going to play it um, like there's been instances where there's been kind of like revenge voting yeah. because they've seen that they've been voted for and therefore they voted against the person who voted for them the previous time so anonymizing that great idea although that has been 
revenge voting has been something that I've taken advantage of as an imposter to kind of know that I can bank on someone revenge voting. So if I can stoke up a little bit more animosity towards the person they're revenge voting for, maybe I can get them flung out. The thing is, you can still you can still incite that revenge voting. It's just there's no way of it's now anonymous, seeing, yeah. which is I I think that's even more insidious, and I do like it. If they were to add if they were to add a kind of feature that meant that the imposter could see the votes, that oh, would be, be really glorious because um, yeah. that would really fuck with things. Um, maybe as a separate game mode because that's very very imposter friendly. Um, it could be one of those on off. They have so many options you can toggle on and off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like if they ever do make an Among Us two, I'll be there for that as well. It's just a really good game. Well, yeah. I feel like I, I need to play this now. I mean, I've I, I've been meaning to play it, play it for a while. You but, really do. Uh, it's it. I found it. It's so much better than you imagine it's going to be. Even when someone has explained the premise to you, you're like, okay, I kind of get this. And then you play it, and you're just like, oh my god, this is genius. And you don't trust any of your friends. And you, will, you think each one of them is trying to stab you in the back. And it's just it's just amazing. Well, unless you're the one trying to stab everybody else in the back. This is true, in which case you're trying to convince all of the others that someone else is trying to stab them in the back. Because I'm lovely and innocent, obviously. I'd be interested to see how you do with Among Us, because, like, myself, I can't lie for shit, which is why I don't do it. Um... I, so when I play Among Us and I'm the imposter, I have to do half truths because it just it's so it's such a guttural thing. I can't I can't do it. So I have to rely on half truths and misdirection. I can't lie. Um, uh-huh. So I'm very susceptible. But when it comes to me being a crewmate, I'm fucking brilliant. I'm like fucking Sherlock. But like when I'm an <laughs> imposter, on it. <laughs> but when I'm an imposter, it's just like if I kill them and they get discovered, then I'm going to have to try and get out of it. And that that paralyzes me. Uh, maybe I'm just not made for these sorts of games, no matter how much I enjoy playing them. Um, or maybe I should just, just crewmate all the time. Always crewmate. Yeah. You're just too much of an open book. I, it's, it's a, it, is, it is a curse. So moving on from Among Us, um, another thing that popped up this week is um, Spider-Man save transfer backtracking. Why the fuck wasn't that a thing in the first place? Well, who knows? Uh, the fact that they've they've decided to do this because they've they've listened to popular feedback as if people wouldn't have wanted this from from the start is is bonkers. Although for me, it's also an interesting one because. Yeah, I probably would have liked this, but now I also quite honestly couldn't really care less because I've paid the extra for the Ultimate Edition and I've paid the extra for Ultimate Edition because I'm planning to play the game again. So it doesn't really bother me that I can't take my save data over. I think for me, for me as somebody who played the base game but didn't do the expansions, I want to play the expansions but not necessarily have to play through all of the story to get there. And if yeah. I'm going to play the expansions, I want to play them on the PS5. I can definitely see there's value in, in just being able to jump in and play that DLC without having to go through the story again. I mean, that was um, my philosophy. And that's entirely what I was going... I, I'm the same as Mark. So I got the Ultimate Edition basically based on the fact that the season pass for all the expansions is £15 anyway. So for an additional £20, 
I can get the yep. base game and all the expansions. I was like, why would I? Why would I not do this? Uh, it's a much and, cheaper and, option. And, and Twinkie not Parker. To mention, yeah, hotter Twinkie. Oh Parker. yeah, Twinkie Parker. So that's another that's another win. Speaking of which, actually, have you have have you both seen the the, the side by sides that people have done now, showing yes. like yeah a couple of yeah, PS4 yeah. versus PS5. Holy fuck! They've put so much work into that remaster. Yep. Um, like just the like I, I saw earlier a video of the scene um, with um, Peter and uh, Otto Octavius where he where Otto Octavius is first using the um, the uh, kind of prosthetic kind of tentacle thing. Um, his arms, his mechanical arms. They're not really prosthetic arms. tentacle thing sounds um, sounds somewhat <laughs> filthy. But it, it's an anime, surely at some point. Um, but like that scene, just that one scene is just so much clearer, so much better lit, so much more mm-hmm. interesting to watch than on the PS4. Mm-hmm. And I'm just astounded. Just that one scene, just look. I, just, I I was really blown away by some of just some of the side by side photos of like tables and like you can just see the marks and the grain on the table in mm. a way that you just couldn't before. And also and now, especially seeing seeing side by sides and having seen footage side by side, I don't understand how anyone could argue for OG pa- Peter Parker over Twinkie Peter Parker because OG Peter Parker is one of those that looks yeah he looks all right for a, a PS4 character model. But he looks like a PS4 character model, um, whereas Twinkie Parker looks much more like a person. Yeah, and also my my, my main concern, one of my main concerns, is that um, based on the kind of visual ages, it might not match up like Peter and Miles in terms of how old they're supposed to be. But I've seen footage of that now, and it looks fine. Like, yeah, the, the, and I think he looks a lot younger in footage than people thought he did from yeah from the stills. Because like Twinkie Parker next to Mars Morales, that does that that looks fine, like age wise. Um, so yeah, fucking bring it. <laughs> but also, I think it also answers the question about whether there were any technical limitations in terms of save data transfer between upgraded versions of games, and it, it clearly there isn't. They just didn't implement it. And so there so isn't, clearly, there and isn't, but it clearly requires them to. It clearly requires it clearly them to put in place some kind something. of patch. Yeah. Yes. But but then, th- th- then the argument could be made that anyone who is not doing that is doing so out of some arbitrary bullshit reason. Well, well, no. what makes it what makes it strange is that they were, you know, it's it's first party, um, first party studio doing an upgraded version for launch. It's strange that they weren't doing it. You could maybe vaguely, vaguely, vaguely understand a third party deciding they're not going to bother, but your first party, surely you go back, you go back and you patch that in. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense as to why. And also the fact that they were so adamant it wasn't going to be a thing, and it's just like, but why though? Um, and the same, and, and I, and I, I literally, I, I pose the same question to any other game that's got this kind of upgrade thing. Control, why is? why is it if the save data doesn't transfer across why not hitman why not like if if one if if, if all com- if no companies did it i would find it a little bit more forgivable that it just w- clearly wasn't a thing that was within the technical realms to do but if companies are capable of doing it why the fuck aren't they no i don't know. i don't know because and we'll come back to the uh xbox 
uh, Series X in a minute. But just before we started recording this, I decided to give um, Ori and the Will of the Wisps a quick, a quick five minute, just to see how it plays. Completely took me by surprise that that synced my save game from um, from when I played it on the PC when it came out. So. Not even the same architecture, not even the same... <laughs> I didn't even play it on a console, I played it on a PC and it synced the same game across. Yep. Yeah, Microsoft are really seeing everything as one ecosystem. It surprised me when I first logged into my... I created my my um, Xbox Live account for the first time ever. And I went and looked and it said that I'd recently been playing Final Fantasy fourteen, And I realised that, of course, I'd been playing it on a PC, so it knows that. But, yeah. Just seeing it all as a seamless seamless environment is really fascinating. I'll be interested to see how it, how that goes forward because obviously Microsoft are entering this generation with that in mind. That they, they that they're essentially that they've released this console, which we'll get to obviously, because uh, that came out like at time of recording like two days ago. Um, mm-hmm. But um, they don't really care if you buy their console. What they care about is Game Pass. As long as you're playing Game Pass on something, they're getting money anyway. Yeah. So if you're playing it on mobile, on PC, on like the there's there's ideas that um, Phil Spector, Phil Spe- is Phil Spector, isn't it? Microsoft. Um, there's ideas that he wants to have Game Pass on Switch. Like they don't care. Like so long the, as they are getting the subscription money. Yeah, it's the easiest I mean, way. It's the easiest way of delivering the service is having one of their consoles that's kind of designed for it. But like, you can play Game Pass on so many things now that that it's, I mean, it's good luck. Don't care about. Good luck to them getting Game Pass on Switch. That seems particularly aspirational. Um, but yeah, I see that that's their philosophy. Well, yes. given they can't even get it on iOS. Um... <laughs> yeah. I can't see a version of Game Pass on Switch that would deliver games that you could otherwise buy on buy on Switch when Nintendo would be getting a bigger cut of the bigger oh, cut of the financial pie. Uh, but talking about the Nintendo Switch, uh, Nintendo's financials were released in the last couple of weeks, uh, with the Switch now outselling the original NES. So it's moved. It's slowly moving up the best-selling consoles of all time chart, uh, with the NES having sold uh, just under 62 million units, and the Switch now sitting comfortably at well, I assume now over 68.3 million units. I mean, it's, let's it's fa- doing let's, astonishingly well. I mean, let's factor in as well, like before we even get into any more figures to do with this, that. This is the Switch's three-year sales versus yes. the NES's lifetime sales. So, yep. like, the Switch, even if we're acting under the premise that it, it will last a normal console generation length of time, so let's say six, seven years, even if it even if it kind of increases that by, I don't know, another two-thirds in those three to four years, that's outstripped most consoles' yeah, <laughs> lifetime it's, it's, sales. It's on so. pace for really high sales, for mm. sure. Uh, and I was also really interested. I saw someone saying, um, an American talking about Black Friday deals and being like, oh, they're not really giving a much away for Black Friday. And it's like, why would they? Mm. Like, this is a system that you still regularly find out of stock at places. 
Also, are they still, still selling at the same price it sold at when it first came on launch? Why on earth, as a business, would you would you chop money off it? I mean, they're still and, and they're still selling games from three years ago. Yeah, and, 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 and you get there's a similar argument for why they don't heftily discount their first party titles because they're still selling bucket loads of copies of you know Mario Kart Eight Deluxe and and. Breath of the Wild, and you know all of these titles have been out for two or three years. They're still selling in the thousands. And I actually, I actually always really respect them. I know a lot of people hate the kind of like, oh, Nintendo never drop their prices, and it's not fair, and other publishers do it, and it's like, well, but I respect Nintendo for valuing what they've created enough to say, you know what, this is what it's worth, and it doesn't matter that you pick it up three years later; it's still worth the same amount. Also, bouncing off that point, it is very rare that they're wrong. It is more than often than not worth that. Mm-hmm. Like um, Super Mario 3D World that comes out in February. Um, yep. they're, they're selling that as a £50 brand new game. It is definitely fucking worth that money. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's a great game and it comes with... Well, we're not quite sure how much additional content, but it definitely comes with some additional content that we've not seen before. And the other thing is, you know what? I, I, it would be really interesting to see someone taking a look at, um, you know, Nintendo sales figures, other publishers' sales figures, analyze them because I, I am so much more likely to get a Nintendo game on day one because other publishers, I look at them and I go, yeah. When am I actually going to get around to playing this? It's probably going to be in a few months. Why don't I just wait a few months and I'm going to buy it for half the price? Because that's what they'll have dropped it to by then. Um, or whatever, you know, whatever. I know it's going to come down pretty drastically pretty quickly. Whereas with Nintendo, I'm like, you know what? I am going to go in on day one because I'm going to pay the same price for this regardless of when I buy it. So I might yes. as well buy it now. Of course, you've got completely the opposite situation when it comes to Microsoft with putting all of their first-party titles day one on Game Pass. Mm. A complete switch in the value proposition. In the case, you don't need to wait two months to get it at a discounted price because it's already included in your subscription at £10 a month. Mm-hmm. God, Game Pass is such a fucking good deal. <laughs> I really need to get on that. Um, I mean, the, 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 the one of the key figures... Um, that I that I I was glad is is in the kind of like sheet for this podcast um, was the sales figures for Super Mario 3D All Stars mm-hmm. over five million in twelve days. Yeah, what the that's f- an astonishing fucking, figure. I mean, let's not let's not beat around the bush on it. That's probably quite a lot to do with the fact it's limited in terms of its time frame. But still, that amount of units in that amount of days is not to be scoffed at. It's, 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 I'm, what, I'm trying to, I don't even know what place that's jumped it up to in best-selling games on the Switch, but it's probably jumped, you know, a good chunk in not very long. Yeah. And on top of that, Animal Crossing, which has only been out since March, has sold 26 million copies. Yeah. That catching up with, that's, with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which is that's just knocking t- on 29 million. Yeah, that's what? Two-fifths of all 
Switch owners own Animal Crossing. Yeah, that's a, that's some, a of, some of these attach rates, yeah, are really, really astonishing. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, the attach rate for that for a game that was released very early in the console's life, um, it and got it was a, a re-release of a game tail. from a previous console. Yes, but I mean, like, not many people owned it on that previous console because not many people owned that previous console. To be fair, I think quite a so high percentage of people that owned the previous console owned Mario Kart. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. I'm saying, I'm saying, the install base, the install base made it difficult for oh, yeah, to, to yeah, get no, very no. far. No, I know that you know. I was just making it um, a lighthearted joke. But yeah, I, I have no doubt that in my mind, that the next time that we see Nintendo's financials, which will, what will take us to the end of December, I would be astonished if Animal Crossing is not the highest selling game on the system because it's not had a Christmas yet. I mean, yeah, let's I mean, be clear. <laughs> As, as well, factoring factoring in exactly what you just said, let's not forget that Nintendo's holiday advert for this year features two games. Mario Kart Animal Crossing and, and Mario Kart Crossing. Lo and behold, they're two best-selling games. Yeah, their two best-selling games are the two games they're going into the holiday and season saying, these are what we have. One of which and... came out three years ago on this platform and six years ago, whatever it is, on another platform. And that's what they put in their advert. And their advert features a delightful gay couple. Yes, it does indeed. Gunkles, which, lovely, lovely gunkles. Which is not something I necessarily thought I'd ever see from a Nintendo advert. It's it's a, and not only that, but they don't make a fucking deal out of it. That's the no, thing. They're I just really there. Like it's just accepted. Advert. They're they're the uncles. Yeah, I almost I almost didn't spot it the first time round because I was just like, I'd like stuck it on. I was like. Doing that thing where you're half watching a video on your phone, half looking at something else and listening to something else, and then I looked and I was like, "Oh, it's he just like, oh, that's his, that that's that's the uncle's nice friend." <laughs> well, yeah, special I should friend, I, special I friend. Watched, I watched the advert through twice in succession because I couldn't I, I couldn't believe the first I, I i didn't quite catch the dialogue the first time and i had to watch it the second time just to be sure that 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 the mother did say uncle and uncle and she <clears> fucking <throat> did like but i had to be sure on that because i was like that can't be right um they, they, they can't they, like i can't believe we're in a position where representation is so rare <laughs> that <laughs> it's it you don't believe it the first time you hear it but like it's it's a beautiful act of representation. It's a very wholesome advert, and also it shows two of the best games on the Nintendo Switch for that sort of social element. Um, yeah, because although Mario Kart has a competitive edge to it, it's nowhere near as pronounced as the other competitive games on the Switch, like yeah. Smash Brothers or Splatoon. So they, they they know what they're doing with this holiday advert, and this holiday advert is incredibly good, really yeah. good. Yeah. Um. I also think, Ruben, you know, what possibly, you know, you couldn't quite believe it. I had almost missed it. Um, is that it's it's understated representation. It's not going, you know, you see so many adverts on television where it, where it's just endlessly saying like, oh, we're, oh, we're going to go to Uncle Mark and Uncle Ruben's house. And they just have to like say it over and over and over to make it like, the advertiser's like, oh my god, I have to have people realise that we've put in a gay couple because I have to have them realise this because otherwise it's wasted. Whereas it's just like, no, it just is. There we go. Are you referencing nice. the Robert Dias advert, maybe? 
I don't think that was if you what I was referencing. If you haven't seen it, by the way, go and watch the Robert Dias Christmas advert. Yeah, but um, I can't. I don't know how you would find it. But honestly, if you have not seen it, I mean, I don't think any of our American. Oh, um, go onto YouTube and listen Robert Dias advert, and I'm yeah. sure you'll find it. It's it's one of the most just weird. beautifully overdone <laughs> Christmas adverts I have ever seen. <laughs> Um, and completely bonkers. It, who who scripted that? Honestly. No, I no I mean, whoever did was a genius because the amount of free publicity. Oh yeah, they've got a lot just of people sharing it. But it's uh, it's so stilted and odd. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. So, who is ready for a bit of backlog bingo? I fucking am. I'm always ready for backlog bingo. Let's have it then. So, Will, <clears throat> you spent some of the last two weeks playing Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yeah. How was that? Well, so, um, I guess I wanted to start with, like, a potted history of me. Well, not even potted. It's, like, a very small history of me and SRPGs. Um, and it's basically to say that I've never really been very good at them. Um, so, like, the first one I can remember playing was Advance Wars. And I do know I was just a bit shit at it. Um, and a lot of that comes down to the fact that my brain just seems not to work that way. So... You know, for exactly the same reason, I'm not very good at chess. Um, mm-hmm. I am very much someone who, when I'm playing an SRPG, I look at it and I go, oh, he could attack that and they could do that and they could do the other. And I'm not thinking about what what my opponent's going to do after me. I'm not that kind of person who thinks about the consequences of what I'm doing. And so then everyone just gets slaughtered because I've left them in stupid positions. Well, firstly, let's plan a game of chess at some point. <laughs> that sounds grossly unfair um, well apparently I was hearing on the radio this morning because of that new chess program on Netflix um, sales of chess sets have gone through the roof so who knows if you'll even be able to find one because apparently that's just gone through the roof chess set sales um, but that said I've been finding the combat in Fire Emblem's Three Houses to be quite fun um, I've not been beaten by the AI on any occasions which is nice and satisfying even if maybe i've not done the best um i've still made it through oh i'm playing everything on the easiest settings by the way there's no permadeath there's none of that rubbish going on um don't have time for that um that seems yeah yeah given that i don't really get on with srpgs it seemed like a sensible choice rather than making a rod for my own back um and i'm quite enjoying um the kind of the variety of the ranged and the melee characters um, and getting to think about how I'm going to deploy those in combination to um, take my enemies out before they even have a chance to do much damage to me. That's basically the way I'm trying to counteract my normal being shit about what position I've left myself in, is if I can just try and wipe everything out really quickly, um, then I can get through and can survive. Um, that said, um, I can't really tell whether I'm any better at the combat than I would be in any other SRPG. Um, and the main reason for that is because I've not really experienced very much of it yet. Um, I've, it's quite it's quite a mammoth game, is my understanding. Yeah, yeah. I've played for a, probably about, I think it's a bit over hour, four hours. 
Um, I actually did want to play more, but that's just the time I've been able to find for various reasons. Um, and I think I've had five battles so wow, far, okay. which doesn't seem like a massive ratio. Um, no. The majority of my time instead has been wandering around the school, undertaking quests, catching fish, attending choir rehearsals. Um, and to be honest, because of all of that, I'm surprised that this game gets anywhere near the level of acclaim that it does. Um, for me, I find all of the stuff in the school exceptionally dull. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a chore that I have to get through to get to I have, I have battle. an important question for you, though, Will. Okay. Which which house did you pick? I'll say that at the end. I'll say I'll say which house okay. I picked in a moment. Um, it's a chore that I have to get through. It's not something I find really that enjoyable. Um, I started trying to get through the school bits as quickly as I can. Um, so maybe that's going to improve my pacing, but I still just haven't had enough. And maybe now that I'm not having tutorial quest after tutorial quest, that's also going to improve my pacing. Um, I don't know. So for me, there's still a bit of a question mark there. Um, to answer the question of who I picked... Um, I went with the Golden Deer, because of course I went with the Golden Deer, because Claude um, is beautiful and yummy. Although I very, very nearly went with... Um, what's the other house that has a that has a male leader? Uh, I can't remember the name of the house. The Lion. The, the leader is Dimitri. Dimitri. Um, not because of Dimitri, but there's like a total womanizer boy in his house. Um Oh. I'm already suspecting I have a bit of a thing for so it's the blue lions um, so I nearly went so that I could I could be close to him and I then actually did look up and discovered that I wasn't allowed to form a same sex relationship with him anyway in the game he's not one of the options for me to form a same sex relationship with so I, I edged back towards Claude is that, <laughs> stay is that, true to my roots I'm going to presume you're talking about Sylvain it is Sylvain yes um, and also, just so you're aware, you can, in Fire Emblem Three Houses, you can poach characters from houses. I do know if that. You build, if you build a relationship. That also, spend, that also requires me to spend time doing the nonsense school stuff that I find a bit dull. Um, so, um, so, all of that said, um, I think I'm going to stick with it for at least a while longer. Um, I'm hoping that the pacing will improve or that I'll become faster at skipping through the bits that I find less enjoyable and work out how to get through them quickly. Um, so I'm going to see where that ends up. Um, but for now, it certainly feels like um, there is a game that, that has the accolade of the sole SRPG that I've ever truly loved. It's going to retain that accolade. That game is Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Um, it's going to retain that place in my heart. Um, I'm hoping that with a bit more time that that three houses can at least move into a position where I like it rather than I, at the moment I feel a bit different towards it and that's why I kind of want to spend a bit more time playing to see how I feel about it but I can't see it ever getting to the heights of, of being loved rather than liked and I'm now going to cower in fear um, to see what Ruben has to say about my opinions um, I, will, I, I will I will level with you three houses by a long shot is not my favourite Fire Emblem game Okay. So you don't have to worry about offending me on that. If you came for Path of Radiance, I would cut you. Um, <laughs> but um, Note to self, never come for Path of Radiance. <laughs> not that you'd be able to. Copies of that game are ludicrously expensive to find now. Um, but 
unlike unlike yourself, I I really liked the school bits um, because they had a very sim aspect to them, which I do kind of like Sims, um, but I don't like a sim being the only thing in it. So like, mm-hmm. I don't like the Sims because the sim is the only part of the game. Um, whereas with Fire Emblem Three Houses, the sim is the kind of school academy bit, and then you can go- do battles. Uh, but there's also the romancing thing and the choir thing. Um, I will agree with you entirely. There is altogether too much stuff to do in the school. Okay. Um, if they streamline that down a little, um, it would be far. It would be a far better experience. It just yeah. If if because there because there is so much to do in the school, uh, you end up spending more time there than you would like if you're not a fan of it. Yeah. So because I enjoyed the school bit, the amount of time I spent there was fine for me because I'm just like, okay, I like this area. I like the characters in it. I like the activities. Fine. But if you're not appreciating that side of things like you weren't, um, uh-huh. the amount of time it kind of forces you to be there yes. <laughs> is a little bit too long. Or, or as I say, at least, you know, it's interesting hearing you talking about not liking Sims. I guess I kind of agree. Um, but I do like... RPGs, and I do like the sim elements of RPGs, but I would think, you know, if I think about an RPG like Skyrim, I get much more freedom to do, I'm going to go and do a bit of sim stuff, and now actually as soon as I'm bored of that, I can go and do some combat stuff. Mm. Um, Whereas it feels like this is very much determining my pacing for me. Um, And if I could even have a bit more control over that, I'd probably get on better with it. In which case hearing you say that because you didn't you did you seem to have quite a lot of good things to say about the combat side of things i do i do and that that's my biggest frustration at the moment is i like i wish i'd had more more time with the combat in four hours i would recommend then awakening to you okay it has a little bit of sim not very much it doesn't have an academy or anything like that a lot more battles including some Mm -hmm. side battles as you're going around doing the main battles um, but it just has all of the th- it, from your description of Three Houses it has all of the things you enjoyed about Three Houses and very little of the things you <laughs> did things I didn't yeah. um, along with the Fire Emblem has uh, Awakening has all of the um, accessibility and difficulty options as well if you go okay. back any further than that you're, you're going to struggle <laughs> you're going to have permadeath okay. you're going to have a bad time um, but like <laughs> awakening onwards has a lot more accessibility options in that way and i guess i guess i guess you know reflecting as well on the fact that i really enjoyed mario and rabbits you know it's in a game that is accessible it's a game that has story but without detracting from the pace of of battle you know it's it does also have humor oh it had shit tons of humor um, which i very much enjoyed that's still on my list, by the way. Wait, you've not played it? Mario Rabbids, no. Well, I played a demo during oh, the, oh, during the press, so press circuit. But... It's so, so good. Even though it's uh, an Ubisoft game. Yeah, and I guess one of the things I liked about the accessibility of it was, um, which is not in Three Houses, but I seem to be coping okay in Three Houses, um, but I liked having... You know, Marion Rabbids, you only have a party of three. Mm. You know, which, for, again, for someone who doesn't think quite so much about what are going to be the consequences of where I'm moving, um, there are fewer people that I have to try and think about that for. 
on the field of battle. Um, I mean, it, the the good thing about Fire Emblem is it never gets excessive. Um, so, like, to use uh, Radiant Dawn as an example, um, the amount of playable characters in Radiant Dawn is in the 50s. But it yeah. never, ever puts you in a such situation where you have all of those characters to worry about. Yeah, I can you see I'm going to gonna have a limited party size. Yeah. Mm. Um, I can see that. Which is good. It's not so good that Radiant Dawn forces you to pick a party size and then that's you through to the end of the game so like you have like this mission it's like pick your party it's like fine this is your party for the next six missions fuck um, <laughs> that, um would, that would not please me it would be very oh big no power for that oh radio dawn has permadeath as well so you have that concern to worry about um but yeah the, I, I i'm i'm glad that you enjoyed what I inflicted upon you. To well, and I, and as I say, as I say, I'm I'm going to stick with it for at least a while longer. If I can get the balance to be happier for me, then maybe I'll get on a bit better with it. Um, and I can kind of see it being a game that for a while I'll pick up and play a bit and put down, and pick up and play a bit and put down. Because I, I, it doesn't feel to me like something I want to play in long stretches. It's fair. So well, breathes a sigh of relief that I've not been murdered by <laughs> for my opinions on Fire Emblem. <sighs> yes, to Mark. be fair, it, it was always known that it wasn't your kind of game. So, you know, yeah, yeah. I've got, I've, I, I've got the game that's gonna either result in you killing me or me killing you still to come from your backlog bingo. So, would that by any chance be Dark Souls remastered? It, 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 it might be Dark Souls. Yes. I'm so glad that that's what I put on and not Bloodborne after after we talked about Bloodborne <laughs> last week. I don't know that oh. there's because I, I just feel like I would have been in even more trouble with you and possibly would have liked it even less. But who knows? Let's wait and see how we go with Dark Souls. <laughs> so, what are you going to choose for me for my backlog, Will? So, uh, just as a reminder for everybody. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, go ahead. The games in left in my backlog, having already played uh, near Automata, are The Sims 4, Tacoma, Hellblade, Crosscode, Halo Anniversary, The Last Guardian, Tell Me Why, and The Gardens Between. So, um, I sat down and I took a look at the list this afternoon to remind myself of what was on there. Um, I have not played any of these games, so I'm going in as blind as you were going in, Mark. Brilliant. Um, so I was also thinking about, you know, if, if these games that I've not played, um, which feel like bigger gaps or bigger, bigger, um, yeah, I think bigger gaps in my gaming history, which are those that really I feel like I probably should have given this a try at some point. Um, <laughs> and I've definitely and undoubtedly also been inspired by by hardware releases um, and I would like you to play Halo Anniversary okay um, and that comes with a request as well okay um, that maybe we could do some co-op on Halo Anniversary um, okay we can I, give that a go I literally have it downloading on my Xbox Series S at this moment in time well if we wait I believe until next Tuesday to start this that is when the Series X, Series S enhanced version is released. Ooh, exciting. 
enhancer. As I was as I was looking this up earlier, I thought, "Oh, is there an enhanced version coming out?" And it is coming a week after the launch of the console. So yes, next Tuesday, Series X, Series S enhanced versions of Halo. Uh, yes, we can play it in co-op. Uh, that will be an interesting way to do the backlog bingo, perhaps. Yeah, but plus I thought I'd just been, I'm just interested to see what I think as well. So. Um, not suggesting you have to play it all in co-op with me, but you know, if we could just start a bit in co-op, even it would just be quite fun. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And I'll be going in blind. <laughs> I have, I have no, no knowledge of Halo. Whatsoever. I, I think from memory. So, um, Monk and I did once own an Xbox 360. Why on earth? I think it was Mark's decision. Why on earth we got an Xbox 360 instead of a, a PS3? Is in retrospect utterly beyond me um, because that's what we had first um, and I think I probably played about five minutes of an unspecified Halo game that I have no idea what it even was um, which tells you precisely how much um, I took in of any of it um, and the, we then traded in that 360 way down the line because we were just like we're not using this what, what even is this and got a I love three instead 360 was a great console, had some great games on it. Oh, yeah, I know, but my disappointment was I, in fact, much as I have done with my Xbox Series S, you know, I've downloaded Perfect Dark, I'm excited for that, and I've downloaded Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie. Um, so when we got the 360, I was like, oh, I could try this new Perfect Dark game, and I could try this new Banjo-Kazooie game, and those are both big notes. <laughs> <laughs> so you were basically hoping that Return... Return? Rare were sort of bringing their glory days to the to the Microsoft ecosystem, and they which they most certainly them. did not on the 360. I mean, the less said about Bandrick is we nuts and bolts, the better. I could I can fully um, recommend the Fable games though if you've never played them. I haven't. I've heard such good I, things about Fable. I think you. I think well, you would really enjoy the Fable games, and all three of the mainline games are available on Game, game Pass, Pass on back. Yeah, I have also. Speaking of rare, I have also downloaded um, Sea of Thieves because I know we. I can't remember if we did it on stream or off stream. We reflected that um, none of us had played it. Um, and maybe uh, yes. we'll go and be pirates together for a while. Yes, I think we did talk about this. I have also downloaded Sea of Thieves for that I mean, reason. I have played it in the past, uh, but I would love to play it with like a trio. I, I reckon that would be really fun. And if, we stream, and if we stream, and if we stream it, it could be the very first quiz at play stream. Yeah, quiz at sea coming to a Twitch channel near you soon. Probably wills. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one that has an audience. Yeah. I did. I, yeah, I did. I did set us up a channel, so um, it could be on mine with it auto hosted on our own one, and with a different overlay and stuff. We could get that sorted. Um, I feel like we've strayed away from backlog bingo at this point in time. That's not a problem. Well, that was Backlog Bingo. <laughs> that was Backlog Bingo. I am playing Halo Anniversary. Right. <laughs> so moving on to the small matter of there having been a couple of hardware releases in the last week. Let's start with uh, the Xbox Series X and Series S. Mm-hmm. I, I myself picked up a Series X. Uh, Will... I picked up a Series S. Series S. Yeah. So, what are your first impressions? I mean, I'll be honest. Um, 
I've barely used it so far. Um, so it's a bit difficult to give impressions. This also comes down to the fact that I was ill yesterday. You know, I've just not had a great run. And I was, in fact, I was also not great, as you both know, because I spoke to you on Tuesday night. So um, I've just not really had a chance. Um, but um, uh, I, it's set up. It's it's downloading things. Um, I'm looking forward to it. As as I've already mentioned, the first literally the first things I went and downloaded were Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie because I hear they're these amazing new games that all the cool kids are playing. <laughs> um, <laughs> really putting the, uh, the the power of your Xbox Series S to good use there. I look forward to seeing how it copes with those 360 games, and you know it's meant to enhance them, isn't it? So it's it's got to look fun. It's going to be the best Banjo Kazooie has ever looked. I can't believe um, well, you're throwing shade about that. And the first game you played was the Messenger. <laughs> <laughs> second game, I'll have you know, Ruben. Second game. Um, what, I, I, was the first game a a a, a let's let's just say a console challenging title? Uh, the first game I played was um, No Man's Sky, and the reason I picked that is because it was on Game Pass, uh, and it was one of the few that I that had a Series X, Series S enhancements on launch day. So one of the okay. few that could challenge the hardware in some way, shape or form. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've actually, so I've actually not played a single game yet, um, but I will do. As I know, you both heard me talking about it while we were, we were setting up for the, the podcast. Um, I've just started looking at remote play. It is, I bought it to be a streaming machine primarily. So it is here in my, in my streaming room. Um, which isn't a room that I particularly like to sit in and game on my own. So I'm looking at remote play and, and how I'm going to be able to play those games in other rooms in the house. Um, and then I think I'll probably start digging into it a bit more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in, go on, Mark, sorry. In terms of the uh, physical side of it, um, the Series X is, it's, do you know what? Having only seen it in pictures, obviously, before, sometimes it's it's really difficult to get a feel for the size of it. And it, mm-hmm. I mean, it's big, but it's not it's not as big as I thought it was going to be based on the the pictures. Um, I'm going to go so Series S. Um, I knew it was going to be small, but my God, it's dinky. It's it's somehow even smaller than I imagined it being in my mind. It's it's a long time since I've seen a console this size. Um, yeah. Are we, are, are, are we talking around about the Wii Mini size? Because that was a dinky little shit. No, we're, we're talking bigger than a Wii. Um, I'd say if you laid the Wii on its side and added maybe 50% to its length, that's about what you're talking. Um, I'm trying to think how it compares to maybe... I'm trying to think like maybe like a PS2 Slim but twice the height. Okay. Um, it's not it's not that big at all. Um, and it really does look like a speaker. Um, I mean, I love that almost yeah. every sentence that's been said during this segment could be taken out of context and could be used on Grindr. <laughs> I mean... It's, especially, it's, especially it's Mark's like... I imagined it was going yeah, to Yeah, be. especially Mark's... It's a lot bigger than I had it in my head. Yeah. Um, I think also... I I am a big fan of the Xbox controller as well. I think it's 
quite a bit more comfortable to hold than the PlayStation controller. It just sits in the hand nicely, and my personal preference is the is the offset sticks because your 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 hand sits more naturally in a in a symmetrical way with where you keep your fingers for the for the face buns. Mm. I've never been a huge fan of the offset sticks, so I will see how I get on it. I don't know how much of my not being a big fan of the offset sticks is just to do with my playstationness um it might how, be how, how do you find it with the with the switch though i don't really notice it i guess although okay. I, but then there i do go. play a lot of games where i do actually use the d-pad instead of <laughs> more or less whatever possible i would use the d-pad instead of using the left hand okay. stick i mean the um, xbox but that's also because i quite like d-pads uh the new xbox controller it's um loosely kind of based off the design of the elite one isn't it yeah, with yes. the, the the eight way D pad thing. Is the the thing is though you haven't held a PS five controller yet. No, um, my, my PS five controller, my my second controller has arrived, but it's still in its box. So I and you mean you didn't get that out and have a have a no? I feel like that feel. Would be, I feel like that would be taunting myself too much. Um, I will maybe get it out like the day before my PS five arrives. <laughs> And I can tell you the PS5 controller is a very comfortable... They've learnt lessons clearly from previous Dual, Dual, uh, Dual Shocks and stuff like that. It's a very nice controller to hold. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we will see. Uh, I will be getting an S at some point, but I'm not in a rush for that. I Because the, the only thing at the moment is Game Pass on Xbox, the, the updated Xboxes. And I've got Game Pass already. Well, no, yeah. I can, I can get Game Pass already. Sorry, on my Xbox One, I don't. It's yeah. not something I need. Whereas, yet. yeah, I can see for me as 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 someone who literally didn't have an Xbox at all, this you know the S is a cheap way to get Game Pass added into my my life. Um, I will just say I do. This, I mean, the, I'm literally holding the remote up to the the camera so that Ruben and Mark can see it. It's beautiful and it's understated, but by God, at some point they have to come up with a different font and colour for those those lettered buttons because it just looks like some kind of Fisher Price thing that's been stuck on a nice and beautiful tall white. <laughs> I, I I quite like it. I quite like it. I'm going to disagree. I quite like it. <laughs> no, maybe it looks maybe it looks chunky to me. It just looks maybe it maybe it looks better on the on the yeah. I think it does look better on the black. On the white, it just looks a bit a bit silly. I think. But there we go. I've got it. Um, I do remain annoyed. Uh, and I know for some people, this is a really big selling point for Xbox controllers. I do remain annoyed that I had to purchase a, a charge and play thing in order to have a rechargeable oh, yes. battery. I, I am with you on that. That is ludicrous in 2020 that they literally sent it to me with a pair of AA batteries to put in. <laughs> I have not yet bought a play and charge kit, but I will be getting one. And I am also equally annoyed that it doesn't just come with a built-in rechargeable battery like every other yeah. console controller yeah. released in the last God knows how many years. And I'll tell you what, the other thing that then annoyed me is, so my play and charge kit arrived weeks ago um, because it just directed me to order the existing play and charge kit. So I got that. Um, I went to set it up. I took out the play and charge kit, plugged it in where the batteries go, all good. Um, went to plug it into charge and realised that because they've sent me the old style play and charge kit, it had micro USB, 
Whereas this, in fact, has a slot for USB-C. Yes. Um, thankfully, because I have because I have enough Switch Pro controllers and I charge my Switch all in all sorts of places around the house, I actually, at my streaming setup, I have a USB-C cable that's just ready for if my Switch Pro controller starts running out of charge during a stream. So I was able to get it charged. I can get it charged. But it felt like a bit of a misstep to direct me to buy something that had the wrong cable. Mm-hmm. But at least the at least the playing charge kit between the Series X controller and the One X One S controllers is the same in terms of yeah the same the same thing will slot in the back and work because basically it just acts like a, a pair of batteries. Um, yeah. It's just the cable that's going to differ, and um, for which cable you need to to plug it into charge. And as I say, that just felt like a teensy tiny bit of an oversight as I literally went to plug it in and went, oh, oh. <laughs> but there we go. Yeah, it's a minor gripe to have. So there's there's uh, something, a couple of other things that have popped up regarding the uh, Series X and Series S, but particularly around the Series X. And that is a series of faked videos, both of the Xbox smoking and of the Xbox floating a ping pong ball above its fan. I'm really upset that the ping pong ball videos were fake. Yeah, I'm because upset. that filled me with so much joy and happiness. And it's like, oh, it doesn't really work. And I wonder how many ping pong ball manufacturers are laughing as they've just had massive sales from people <laughs> who want to test it on their on their Xbox Series <laughs> X, but it's actually not going to work. I would not be surprised if like they sold <laughs> so many. I am also equally disappointed that it doesn't work, but um, I am glad that the smoking issue, both A, is not a real issue, and B, was so quickly proven to be false. Yeah, but I always do think as well, and there was, yeah, I saw that Xbox put out a tweet um, yeah. that was along the lines of, we cannot believe we're saying this, but do <laughs> yes. not poo- put vape smoke through your through Xbox your, Series X. Through your £450 brand new games console. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, how desperate must you be for attention that you're going to risk doing something that stupid with your brand new, very expensive piece of hardware? It just beggars belief slightly. You've just described the internet in general. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, I have. Yeah, I mean, you're, ta- I you're have. talking about you're talking about uh, you know a world where uh, brand new iPhones are checked to see whether or not they can blend, um, you know, or whether or not they can survive drops on concrete. Just to prove a point. Well, I, on the one hand, I do understand you saying, with, but also, as as an avid iPhone user, I remain a bit pissed off that every single time I'm told this is the strongest glass the iPhone has has ever had and it still fucking shatters when you manage to drop it it's like come on fix it that that doesn't mean the claim isn't true i know it just means we were walking around with such shit glass for such a long time and now we've got moderately less shit glass on our iphones well if you can come up with better glass for the uh, for the front of a phone we'll go ahead (laughs) that is not our job (laughs) <laughs> maybe I will and then maybe I'm going to go on Dragon's Den and I'll just be like haha fuckers I'll just dra- I'll, and my entire Dragon's Den pitch will just be I'll just stand there and, and I'll just like go up on a massive step ladder and like smash it down and go look look 
I'd like £100,000, please, <laughs> for 3% <laughs> of the company. Uh, moving on from that, the uh, other small hardware release, which doesn't yet affect us here in Europe just yet, is Ooh. the launch of the PS5. Not salty at all. Not not salty at, at all. all. We all have to wait a week for this. Fucking America. I'm just... Well, it's not even just fucking America. It's fucking the entire world. It's But why, why is Europe getting it a week later? I don't... Just a week later. That's not even, like, a big enough delay to make huge amounts of sense for manufacturing capacity either. Because Europe... Um, I'm going to assume it's probably... Probably more shipping capacity than it must manufacturing be. capacity. Yeah. Um, but Microsoft managed it. But then maybe their in- initial allocation of physical consoles was lower. Mm-hmm. I was I was coping um, pretty well with the fact that we're getting it a week later until yesterday. Um, so for those who, who don't know, we, we normally record on a Thursday. And indeed, we are recording on a Thursday today. Um, yesterday, Insomniac posted a tweet, a tweet saying, just think, tomorrow you'll be playing Mars Morales on your PlayStation 4 or your PlayStation 5. I was like, no, I won't, fuckers. <laughs> damn you. Well, you. Damn you, you damn you, damn you. And also, you why Sony? You could PS4, Will. Sony, wh- I know, I could be playing on my PS4. Um, why, Sony? Why, why, why did you decide to torture us all by releasing the um, accessories and games a week before, as is coming out, so that all of us in Europe are receiving accessories that we've ordered, we're receiving games that we've ordered, everything to remind us that we do not yet that have we a console. can't actually play them. <laughs> yeah. It's just cruelty. It's cruelty. Um, but I am very pleased for um, our cousins all around the world who are getting their hands on the new tech. I'm just fucking jealous. <laughs> yeah. Literally, I, I have nothing to add to that. Um my PS5 copy of Miles Morales is, has been shipped, so that's going to be sitting there waiting for the PS5. Um, Ditto. I think mine's arriving tomorrow, probably. My my dual sense arrived today, because I've got a spare dual sense, because always good to just be able to swap when they run out of battery. And they will, because it's a, it's a Sony controller, so the battery will last about 20 minutes. Probably. Unless it's the, P- it's the PS3. The PS3 was the shittiest controller to hold for long periods. It was the shittiest controller in terms of a lot of its control aspects, and also it felt like shit as well. But yet yeah. the battery of the PS3 DualShock was so good. <laughs> On the plus um, side for me with the DualSense, I assume it's going to have a USB-C port for charging. In which mm-hmm. case, I refer you back to my previous conversation about the number of USB-C chargers I have in various places. We even have a charger plugged in next to our sofa with an exceptionally long cable, so we can continue playing the Switch and charge it while sat on the sofa. So um, actually, I would just be able to plug it in next to me. Yes, that is very handy. I also have a charger just down here that's got a USB-C cable in it for my iPad. Uh but I also have a, a, a micro USB cable just there as well for... Yeah, I've just never done it with micro USB because it's not been of any use for me other than a controller, which feels like a bit of a, an overkill. In I have it cable there purely setup. for the PS4 controller because, you know... PS4 controller, um, get a PS4 controller. 
And while we're talking about controllers uh, and the DualSense only working for PS5 games on the PS5, uh, Sony also launched the remote playability for PS5 on the PS4, where you can play your PS5 games with a PS4 controller, which... It's all just a mess at the moment. I don't understand Nothing why. else makes it seem like a bit of a money grab on Sony's part to get people to buy more controllers that they don't actually need. Well, it's not only a bit of a money grab, but it's it's. I've seen a lot of people um, involved in the accessibility community in gaming um, who are really pissed off because a lot of the accessible controllers for... Um, PS4 that people have been using are controllers that organizations like uh, Special Effect have taken the DualShock 4 and they've customized it. So it shows up to a PlayStation as a DualShock 4 and now their customized accessible controller does not work with a PlayStation 5 for seemingly an arbitrary decision. Um, And it definitely does seem an arbitrary decision because IGN went and experimented and discovered that you can actually get your your DualSense to work with a PlayStation 3. Um, so they've obviously done they've done something in the firmware to stop it working with a PlayStation 4, it seems. Um, you know, and to stop PlayStation 4 DualShocks from working with it, you know, they're basically the same controllers. And it makes yes, no sense it, that, that they they've don't work. They've added adaptive trigger and haptics, um, but both of those can also be turned off for accessibility reasons in the PS5 firmware. Indeed. So, um, so it seems like it just seems like stuff is blocked on a firmware level for for no particular reason, um, and it's a bit of a shame. Um, and in fact, um, you might find this interesting, Ruben, because what IGN went and did is they went and played Demon Souls on PlayStation Three using a DualSense, and have compared that experience to playing Demon Souls on a PlayStation Five. I should check because they were like, you literally can play this with the same controller, <laughs> no matter which one of these systems you play it on. Which just sounds a bit, and it apparently will even you can even get it to connect to the the PS3 with Bluetooth. It literally it literally doesn't seem you know they've changed so little about their controllers in that long a time that it appears not to be an issue. Um, so it's all just a bit baffling. I mean, uh, the, the the worst thing about that is if you compare it to the Xbox. Yeah, where Microsoft, where every... yeah, Microsoft has just said everything works. <laughs> the adaptive controller. Like everything, it just works, and it's, it's come yeah. on, Sony. Um, Although it's also fair to say that not not that this is an excuse, because obviously we've 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 proven that um, the features could be turned off on the PS5, but it does mean that Microsoft haven't innovated in any particular way in their controller functionality. And from what I'm reading, a lot of the the, the adaptive triggers and the haptics are a big step forwards in terms of yeah an immersive feeling in your hands so i mean it's certainly good that there's innovation for sure but i also feel like that's still needing innovation is not an excuse for not allowing um previous generations controllers to work especially when you know you ship the console with a dual sense so in terms of single player experiences in terms of multiplayer experiences where it's a single player playing per console um, you know, people are going to be experiencing that, and that should give a compelling reason for developers to develop for those things. It's not, however, uh, yeah, and, and it's not like you know, moving to the Wii where Nintendo completely reinvented what a controller is and could do, mm-hmm. where it made sense that 
it wouldn't be backwards compatible with a GameCube controller for the majority of its games because they added motion sensing and, and yeah and pointer capabilities that just physically would not have allowed those games to be played with a different type of controller. And I mean, it's it's even like you know, it's not like um, moving from um, you know a wired a wired controller generation to, to a, a wireless, wireless controller generation. You know, they are connecting now using Bluetooth. They have been connecting using Bluetooth for a period of time, um, so you can make any controller work with any system if you want to. Um, it just depends on you wanting to. And also, going back to a point that Will made earlier, regardless of how innovative the additions to the DualSense are, you can turn them fucking off. So there is no reason <laughs> why the yeah. PS4 controller should be incompatible. If you can, ter- if you can turn off these, these features that are so innovative in the DualSense at a system level, the PS4 And control- still play all of and still play all of the games completely fine. You should be able to use a PS4 or PS4 compatible controller with it as well. And it seems yeah. so. It seems so strange to have gone to the step of putting in that you can turn off those features, which they've done from an accessibility perspective. But then at the same time to cut off all of those other controllers, which is so damaging from an accessibility perspective. Mm. It just feels like someone has not done the thinking at Sony and not joined up the dots. Um, and gone for the cash grab and not thought about the fact that actually backwards compatibility is about a lot more than just not needing to buy a new controller. It's about, you know, being able to maintain accessibility for those who have had their controllers taken apart and customized. Also, I've just realized that none of my fight sticks are going to work on PS5. That's actually um, fucking No, annoying. they have, I believe they have said that specialty controllers will be backwards compatible. So they might they might come under the special. Yeah. So it is. Uh, it's this thing of it depends on. As I said, my understanding from what I read um, from people who who know a lot more about it, who are talking about it on Twitter, um, the issue with the accessibility stuff is that a lot of them are just customized DualShock fours. So yeah, they show up to a PlayStation as a DualShock four. They don't show up as a specialty controller. And obviously, this thing also about... can be avoided if, like Microsoft. Um, PlayStation would actually, you know, Sony would actually just release an adaptable, accessible controller. Yeah. That would also avoid this about problem. Fight sticks necessarily, but I know things like steering wheels and joysticks for specialty games and stuff. They will still work. It's literally just the DualShock Four that they've blocked. So Yay, I think Sony. <laughs> <laughs> There's just one other bit of news that I want to cover and. I'm covering it now because it seems to have been put into the wrong place in the in the document, uh, and that is that this weekend there was a Mass Effect trilogy remaster announced, and news of a new game coming in the series. Now I don't know if either of you two have played the Mass Effect games. I loved Mass Effect trilogy. I this I comes played, as so little surprise. I played a few <laughs> hours of, and possibly even like up to ten or twelve hours of Mass Effect on yeah um playstation 3 once we had got said mm-hmm. playstation 3 i was like here's something i've not played um i can't for the life of me remember why i didn't continue with it i suspect it's much more to do with picking something else up and never going back to it yeah um, than anything else um news of the um remaster um does now leave me delaying playing it because i guess i was thinking that game pass would be an opportunity to finally experience this this RPG yep. series that everyone's so hot on 
Um, but I guess now I'll wait for the remaster. Especially as I'm hoping that the remaster, they haven't really announced what's going to be in the remaster beyond the fact that it's happening. But what I really hope is that they brought a lot of um, quality of life improvements mm-hmm. from the second woods, mm-hmm. uh, particularly around um, inventory management. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping they bring those improvements back to the first game in the series. Yeah, I, I think I've definitely uh, heard about some of that. So, it, I mean, it's always nice to see that quality of life stuff rolled back in remasters hopefully. to earlier games. I mean, it's not been announced if yet, they do it. Hoping... Um, and I guess I would also hope that um, one of the things that I did notice that I do know is a thing that often people talk about on Mass Effect, um, I would also hope that maybe with the changes that we've had in hardware, um, I'm not going to have to spend vast quantities of time in lifts. That might make I me happy. I would hope that there will not be as much time in lifts. Um, elevators I would also for our American like friends. See, I would also like to see, um, along the quality of life improvements, uh, the combat improvements that they brought to the second game rolled back to the first game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also possibly the option of a same-sex romance, because the first game in the Mass Effect trilogy didn't have a same-sex romance option, uh, which was added in the second and third games. Uh-huh. And given that this is all about a game, uh, this is all this is a game trilogy all about uh, kind of continuation of the story and the decisions you make, n- not having that same-sex option with a character that then rolls through the rest of the trilogy that you can suddenly romance in the second and third game seems a bit of a miss. Your character either needs to be, through your decision, um, asexual or pansexual, and then switch. <laughs> it can't, it can't, or, it can't, or be, homose- it can't or, be fully or, ho- homosexual but celibate. I don't know, this is where I'm trying to get to like the asexual thing. Or, you know, it could be bisexual, let's not erase bisexual, because you ca- you could do a... a... Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd a said, straight. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'd said, I'd yeah, I'd said pansexual um, as my, but admittedly, yes, some people do like the label bisexual. <laughs> I will admit that I broadly applied one label. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so that is episode six. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, don't forget to go and follow us on Twitter at Queers at Play or. Come and join us on our Discord channel, discord.queersatplay.com. He says, questioningly. You're already a I've... better man than me that you can remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Will is both smiling and giving me the thumbs up, so I think I've got that right. You have indeed. Congratulations. You win a prize. Yeah, we talk I'm not sure what the prize well. is yet, but um, um, you can have the prize when the pandemic is over, and that might give me enough time to work out what it is. So join us in two weeks for episode seven, episode seven, seven episodes, mm-hmm. uh, where Ruben will be the host, and oh, I yeah. will be giving my thoughts on uh, Halo Anniversary. And I imagine we're all going to be giving our thoughts, hopefully, on the PlayStation, PlayStation yeah, 5, because we'll have it. Yay. I mean, if, if, if I do get a PS5, as, as you would probably expect, I won't shut up about Demon Souls next time. Um, that is probably going to be a thing that you're going to have to accept. <laughs> and damn it that you're the one who does the who does the audio editing, so we're not going to be able to cut all of that out. <laughs> just, I'll literally I'll cut out everything else and just have me talking about Demon Souls for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> You'll just record a whole different podcast and send it over to me. For the first time, the fact that I don't listen to the podcast before uploading it is going to come back and 
bite me in the ass. <laughs> you shouldn't have told me that. No, I'd never do that, but maybe I won't. I do listen to it normally the day that I have uploaded it, so I would notice fairly swiftly, just not before everyone else got a copy. <laughs> oh, God. So, see you in two weeks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.